Hey guys, welcome to the Babylon Pastors Podcast, sponsored by ODG Apparel. I am one of your hosts, Michael. And I'm Rob. Glad you're here to listen in while we talk about church, theology, and everything in between. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Backwoods Babylon Pastor Podcast, how to put your sermon together, not like a heretic. Dot com. Okay. Uh, I don't know how to do that. Okay, well, we're going to teach y'all how to do that in case you missed the first first two episodes. Okay, I can't do that any longer. I'm sorry. Though I know people that legitimately (laughs) talk like that. So, Uh, yep. First two podcasts, in case you're just catching this one in some random place. uh, The first podcast this month, we're talking about uh, sermons, why they're important, how to put them together, what the components are. The first podcast was the purpose of a sermon. Why do we even preach? Uh, last week was about the components. What are the things that we uh, utilize in order to get a sermon ready? And then this third podcast is putting all of those pieces together so that you can get up on a Sunday morning and not sound like a babbling fool. Not sound like a babbling pastors. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. So you actually are prepared. Uh, this podcast is free, free form and free flowing. Your sermon should not be. <laughs> Dude, okay, on that point, before we even get into it, last week, the most terrible thing happened to me. Uh-oh. While I was preaching. You pooped. <laughs> okay, maybe not the most terrible thing that could have happened. But, because <laughs> that would have been pretty rough. Um yeah, uh, so I have an iPad that I typically use to mm-hmm. preach and I um, was using, I've done this plenty of times before, but we have Proclaim presentation software. That's what our church uses for slides and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I actually, there's an app you can download that is a remote control for that. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I can on a, iPod or my phone even or my iPad I can swipe and go to the next slide well there's also um, a notes tab on for each slide when you're actually building a slideshow on a computer so long story short I can swipe to the next thing and see the notes that I've put in there and then I can swipe to the next one when those notes run out I know it's time there's no there's no I forgot to go to the next slide it can't happen, right? So that's why I use it sometimes. Okay, so I'm up there. I've started. Generally, when I do this, the introduction, the whole kind of introduction to the sermon is just that first title slide. Mm-hmm. So I get through that, and I swipe to the first verse or verses of my text, which has all of my notes for the entire sermon Did it. are in this app <laughs> and it doesn't work. It's like slide change error. And then it goes back to the other one. And I'm like, man. So I, I hollered up to the guys in the booth and I'm like, Hey, Oh, you're going to have to do this, man. You're going to have to do the slides. I can't do it. of my sermon, bro, 80% of it was from kind of memory of notes Uh I had taken. It it could have been worse. It it wasn't awesome, but it could have been worse. This, that, 
not that reason for specifically, but definitely part of that is why I don't even use notes. That that plays so that that's actually perfect for what we're talking about today. But like part of my putting everything together process is not memorizing it, but being so acquainted with all of it that I that I can't like I force myself not to use notes because I in college when we were in, you know, you know, hermeneutics class and speech and all that, they always wanted you to use notes. And I sounded like I was a sinking robot. And then I'd get so nervous if I lost my place that they're always like, use notes, but also use eye contact. And I'm like, my brain doesn't work that way. I can't look at someone and then find my place again. <laughs> like I can't exactly. My note cards are going to be in front of my face, uh, sir. If that's how you want me to do that. I need the Google glasses or something maybe. And then I could see. Oh, talk about a crutch. I would use that as a crutch. <laughs> yeah. Like right during the sermon. Okay, wait. wait uh, hey, Google, what is... Uh, oh. <laughs> you just activated my Google. Sorry. <laughs> I, I don't understand, <laughs> but I found something related. Stop, stop. Hey, Google. Google hey. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm going to do this all the time now. <laughs> it's still trying to think. Go Don't on. hurt yourself there, Google. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay, putting the pieces together. Putting the pieces together of your sermon. So, um, so last week we talked about, you know, all the studying, uh, looking at commentaries, knowing the context, prayer, all of that. Um, so what I personally do, because I have a month in, in many cases to get one together, um, I'll sit down and I'll personally, because I have so long, uh, I don't have a lot of free time at home. Uh, when I'm at home, my son usually wants to play or I have something I, I need to do, like to have to. So much of my sermon prep, honestly, is done in my, uh, on my commute. <laughs> and then my wife uh, is really gracious uh, to me in the sense that uh, like four days before I get, like every night when I come home, I get four days before that those nights are specifically for you know, get all those pieces and put them together. So basically what I'm doing uh, leading up to the sermon, which obviously I have much more time to do it in. No one probably listening to this podcast has that much time or most people that are preparing a sermon don't have this much time, but uh, I'll listen to it through like 12 times at that point. Cause me, I can't memorize things. My brain does not work that way. But if I hear things enough, I'm going to know it. Like I'm just, it's going to, it's going to be in my head. Uh, for that amount of time. So I'm going to listen through it. You listen I have to, what? Huh? You listen through what now? Oh, the scripture. So what I'll do is on, on my way to work, I have the ESV Bible app and mm -hmm. I'm just going to play that thing all the way through from the beginning to whatever I need. So you mentioned in the last podcast, if you're preaching out like Genesis 34, good luck. Me, I got that time, brother. <laughs> I got plenty of time. I got an hour to work and an hour back. So I can cover that in a couple days. But, um, so really, that's what I'm doing. I'm reading through that, and I have a little sticky notes in my car so that if some point does come up, I can say, okay, this is where I'm at in listening. So I need to really, you know, that's a good point that I need to remember to bring out in the text. But So that's leading up to it. Now, putting all the components together for me, uh, it is taking all of that information contextually and saying, okay, so I've looked at the context. These are the words in the, in the particular passage that I'm preaching up that I need to make sure that are really clarified. Uh, so I'm putting that together. I write it down 
uh, on paper. Now, granted, this is paper I'm not going to use during the sermon, but this, so it doesn't matter like if it's readable because this is just me getting all the information in my head out onto paper mm -hmm. to come out. So I have some sort of organization. So I'm going to do that the first time through. I'm going to look at that and go like, okay, well, that's not organized at all. So I'm going to take that out. I'm going to move this. I'm going to rewrite that whole thing at least, you know, two times probably as I'm looking through it. And, and then I'm going to say, okay, well, I obviously need to, um, you know, uh, t talk about this word a little bit more or explain this concept a little bit more. And I'm taking all of that context out onto paper and saying, okay, what's the major point here that whoever wrote this epistle or this narrative or wherever this is at, what was the point in this passage specifically? What is he leading up to? And what is this point? If it's not like the climax, what is this pointing to in the remainder? Um, and getting all that flushed out on paper uh, so that I have it in my head. I know what's going on. So when I get up there, I don't have to have those notes because for me personally, some people, you guys are going to thrive off of notes. Me, that will kill me. Like, it's going to be bad if I have to look at notes. So uh, getting all that out of my head onto paper and saying, okay, well, this is where I really need to focus. Um, and I very, very rarely use a story. But if it's, a, you know, something that I'm like, okay, this is not clear to us at all. Like, this isn't at all a concept that we understand or get. Uh, I try to say, you know, again, as I'm listening to the passage those couple weeks before, how can I, you know, what experience do I know of personally? Because I don't like telling third person stories. I don't know if they're true, first of all. Secondly, you know, the people I'm talking to have no connection to them either. So if I'm going to tell a story, I'm going to try to connect it to something we all know that we have some sort of reference point to. And I'm including that just to clarify the point of what we've looked at. Mm -hmm. Um and then, you know, going over that four or five times, practicing that. Um, so what I'll do is I'll just stand in my living room <laughs> and I'll give that whole sermon in my yeah, ask you If you practice the whole thing. Or yeah. Not. So I'm going to practice it uh, probably two or three times. Now that for me, uh, first of all, putting on papers, you know, for the first part of the actual putting the process for me. But what I've noticed is when I get it, throw it up out of my head onto paper, it might look good. But when I'm actually saying it, oh yeah, that's different. Yeah, yeah, those points might not line up. So uh, moving some stuff around more there, and then uh, making sure that I tie it all together. Now me doing that two or three times, uh, what I do in that prep process is going to look similar to what comes out on Sunday morning, uh, but it's always different. <laughs> Yeah. Because there's going to be things that come up because before I get up on Sunday morning, I'm sitting there, usually the first or second song before I'm up there, uh, while everybody else is singing, I'm sitting there praying, okay, whatever else needs to, that I am unaware of what's happening in these people's lives, you know, I don't, mm -hmm. I don't need to know, but you do. So work that into this, however you need to. Uh, and usually there's body language or, you know, cues during preaching that um, are indications that maybe I need to dig a little deeper in that, expound that point a little bit more. Um, but all of that comes from the prep work on the back end of knowing the context, knowing the purpose of the passage, uh, knowing that at the end of the day, this is all part of God, God's narrative and that needs to point to him. Um, and then it really comes from the overflow of everything that I've already done, basically. Mm -hmm. Right. So, 
I don't use notes. I can't use notes. In college, I learned that really quick. That was not a good idea for me. Um, but it took me, no joke, and I'd be interested to hear your, your process on this. It took me probably six, eight years to figure out my, my actual flow uh, mm-hmm. instead of practicing somebody else's method or copying somebody else's method, uh, which I, I've done before and did not work. <laughs> And, and trying to figure out my own flow to that. So that's in short, I know it's not like a, a, a step-by-step process, but for me, that's what I do. I just listen to it, make notes of what I need to dig into a little bit more, sit down, take that time to dig into it, and then barf all of that out on paper. And then practice that a number of times. I'm, I'm probably four. Four does it for me. I don't know if I've ever done it more than four. Um, get all those thoughts organized and then pray like crazy. Uh, obviously during that process, but I'm talking Sunday morning, <laughs> pray like crazy Sunday morning that I don't jack this up in a way that does, that dishonors him uh, and that he interjects whatever needs to be interjected in that. And there's lots of Sundays I'll get down and uh, they'll be like, that was good. And I'm like, I blacked out. I don't even know what I said. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but I mean, that's, that's a, that's a half joke, but it's also true where I'll get down and be like, I don't remember half the things I said, but it's because it came from all the overflow of what I already prepared for. Right. So I don't, I, I'm not up there dictating off a piece of paper because I, I don't, I don't do well that way. Uh, but on the back end, I've prepared enough to where it's just off the overflow of it. But that's- Yeah. I thought, so I've, um, I'm still in, that six to eight year period you were talking about. Mm-hmm. So there's some of this that I'm still experimenting with more than I am just like, okay, this is nailed down. This is what I do. I have preached both with dang near a whole manuscript kind of situation. Um, and I've preached uh, with just my Bible open and a couple of circles and you know yeah some a few notes that i've taken in there or whatever um that that typically i don't even really use once i'm up there so kind of the same same thing in fact the sermon that um i remember most vividly uh doing that with was when i preached about homosexuality um and i remember just i had a couple of marks in my bible where I was going to flip to at this certain point. And, um, and, and honestly, that's when I preach probably the best and most comfortably when I'm like you're talking about when you're so familiar and so comfortable with everything you've studied in the whole text Mm -hmm. that, um, you could just get up and talk about it essentially. Yeah. Um, what I do do, uh, even, even in the midst, I see that that's probably where I'll end, end up, right? Like in all of my experimenting and I've watched, how does Piper prepare? How do these men that I really respect prepare? When I was watching that T4G stuff uh, just recently, I noticed uh, Platt, David Platt, obviously gifted at what he does, but I noticed him like this a lot. Yeah, notes. Like he, he really is focused on his notes, right? And uh, there's nothing wrong with that, right? I feel um, most comfortable when I'm most comfortable with the text that that I can just talk about it, right? 
But regardless of that, I'll at least have, maybe not up there physically, but I will have at least put down, um, you know, like six or eight bullet points um, that I want to hit. And, and it's usually, it usually starts off with like a whole paragraph written um, about this or um, a bullet point with a couple of sub points with a couple of verses and exam. So it usually starts off like with a, a full outline kind of thing. And then as I become more familiar with what I've outlined, I get rid of that because I already know what I'm saying. I get rid of that. So um, it ends up being literally just, you know, five or six or seven, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven points that aren't five points to the sermon, but they're just five points that I want to make sure I hit. Yeah, indicators for you. Yeah, yep. And and I may or may not have those right in front of me while I'm up there. I've preached a couple of times with just that on a little piece of paper in my Bible that I just lay beside it just to kind of keep me on track a little bit. Um, but I I also preach better when it's not straight from a manuscript just because of kind of what happened last week, honestly, like, and, and it probably, it probably didn't turn out that bad because I ended up just talking, mm-hmm. you know, I ended up just preaching. And one of the things that is really helpful for me in my situation here, and it might be the same for you at, at your church, uh, since you, you preach there pretty often, right? Like it's at least once a month. Yeah. yeah. More. So, I, I know these people, yeah. right? I know them. I'm I'm not having supper with them all week long, but I know them. Mm-hmm. I've I've known them for seven or eight years and been involved, and they know me. And so, in some ways, in my preaching to them, I can have almost a living room conversation with some of them. Yeah. Right. And um, so that really helps. Right. That that really helps with the comfort level of being able to, you know, I wouldn't be as comfortable going to such and such a church or doing what these guys do at these conferences. Um, I, I wouldn't be as comfortable going without notes or something in that scenario because I don't know these people. But you can so. zero in so much better to that point. You can zero. So so, for example, I've told this story before. I've preached the same sermon at three different three different churches one time uh, just because I was so crunched for time that week I was not going to be able to compare three different you know three separate ones yeah. and the way I preached at my church versus how I preached at these other two churches was entirely different I had to be so much more um, comprehensive like umbrella covering as far as you know you could be struggling with this 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 or this versus when I preached at my church I knew what my I know what the people there are dealing with I mean we have a prayer chain like I know everyone's update every day okay so like you're able to zero in so much more which i think again is why you know it's so important to be a part of that kind of, i mean for people to be a part of a congregation because you're going to have so much more uh you can tell the difference for example like you were mentioning with you know conferences it's a wide breadth of the topic because there's no way you can talk to that many people specifically or know what they're dealing with um so no no it's totally different i agree i think and the sermons are not that God obviously can't use a sermon powerfully no matter where, but I think uh, there's so much more life to it whenever you're preaching to the people that you are intimately involved with weekly. 
and they see how much the word actually speaks to them on that. So yeah, yeah, an audience really does matter uh, a ton when you're preparing, putting things together. And I think to um, on a really practical side of uh, the coin, dealing with the scripture itself, there are um, there is no prescriptive way that I outline the text that is really text specific yeah i mean so um the the text that i'm preaching um this coming week that we talked about in a previous podcast was um christ fulfilling the law right well verse 17 there's a kind of main thrust that jesus is saying there same with verse 18 same with 19 and 20 um so that's pretty easy to outline and and to talk about right um but there are times that uh you that i might run into a situation and have before where the first verse in the text that i'm preaching is kind of the main boom of the text right and so i might just glaze over that at first and not even go there and then at the end go and that's why he started with boom with this thing right and so it it just it really is audience driven because I know how to talk to my people, right? And and it's also um, really driven by the text itself. And what what is the main point? Where does he say the main point and make it plain? And how can I structure this in such a way that that's going to be the, the big crescendo yeah. during the talk? So I'd be interested in this. So for example, um, I, the way I do it, obviously there's all that back work, there's reading the context, all that. But what I normally, well, not normally, this is just the structure that I've, I've landed on. But I'd be interested to say how you would do this. So for example, let's say I'm preaching out of Matthew, right? So what I'm going to do is take that text, I'm going to read all the way through it, straight through, and then I'm going to back up and normally go either verse by verse or, or chunks of verses, depending on how the thought process has broken down within the, you know, in case you didn't know guys the verses weren't originally there so uh depending on <laughs> in case you didn't know uh but i'm gonna walk back through so my entire sermon almost always with the exception of a few cases is like if i have to go cross-reference for example and say hey let's hop over here because you know paul says this where you know and he was pointing back to whatever was said here but if i don't do that normally i'm just walking straight through the text after i've read it and basically um I don't know. Some people wouldn't even call it a sermon. They're just going to call it, you know, <laughs> going through the, you know, it's just Bible study to some people, but that's how I've landed on it. Um, how do you do that a little bit differently or how, how is your process on that? Um, so I, uh, one, when I, so typically there's uh, three, if, if someone listening doesn't know this, there, there's typically three main sections of a sermon, or frankly, any public speaking scenario. There's the introduction, the body, and the conclusion, if you're just talking about a speech. Yeah. In sermon uh, lingo, it's the introduction, the interpretation, uh, or and then the application of the text itself. So, um, my introduction almost always, and I get um, in trouble from some people who like seminary kind of folks from time to time uh, because that introduction is supposed to be like a hook 
supposed to be like the the story that is going to get everyone in, right? So that so they minutes. if you don't capture them in five minutes, yeah. they're gone. <laughs> yeah, the introduction is why should you listen to me right now, right? Well, I don't do that. I, I do sometimes for like shock value, depending on the the, the sermon and the, yeah. the what I'm preaching about or whatever. Um, but uh, for the most part, my introduction is almost always, here's where we've been. This is the journey we've been on. And, and so I kind of just go back and recap um, what we've been talking about, what we've been working through. And, uh, and then bring us to today. This is the text. This is where we're at. And, um, and then when it comes to the text itself, I get the main, you know, one liner that this is about, right? The main point that the whole text is about that I'm expounding. And then, uh, from there, I will, kind of feel out how this text builds to that point or so it, what I mean is this sometimes a text will um, begin and then build to that main point sometimes a text is more conversational a little bit and so it'll it'll be it'll begin talking about it give you the main point and this is why it matters right like there are different ways that a text reads yeah and so and I I try to I think one of my gifts in um, preaching or speaking is getting into the heads of the people that I'm preaching to. Mm -hmm. And obviously the relationship I have with this particular audience helps that a lot. So I can, because of that relationship and because I kind of have this ability to, to put myself in there, what would hit me, what would make me go, wow, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think because of that, I, I start thinking, how can I say this in such a way that isn't just teaching them what the text says, but that at some point makes them go, wow, God, right? Like, yeah. uh, and so that might change the order a little bit for me. Like, um, I'm trying to think of a specific one that, that I've done that with, but uh, even, so even the, the text I'm preaching this week that I was talking about. Um, you might, uh, no, let's talk about last week, the salt and light thing, right? So salt and light ends with let your light shine in such a way that, um, people will see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. Right. Um, so that's the last verse in that little section. That's the main point he's making. So it literally, he gives two examples, two kind of word pictures of what he's talking about. And then he gives this big, this is what I'm saying. Right. So that, that was fairly easy to work through and then go, okay, this is the boom, right? This is the main point, the main thing. Um, and, you, you know, you kind of lay some uh, hints throughout. You, um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think it's a little bit different based on every text for me. I've, I've found out how I end up putting it together. Um, it's just a little bit different every time, depending on how the text flows. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that makes sense because I mean, if you're, I mean, for example, if you're going through poetry or wisdom literature or narrative or epistle, that's, I mean, the, 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 the way it's written is going, like we've already talked about, it's going to dictate exactly kind of how you do that yeah. um, because it's written in such a way, right? You're going to, you don't read poetry the same way you read a letter. 
<laughs> read a bedtime story. So, exactly. yeah. All right. So um, next time, I guess uh, we, I guess, this is all flowing together. Next time we're going to talk about the, the outcome, what all of this leads up to. So obviously the reason being we're preaching to glorify God, there's a bunch of different components to that. Everybody's going to have a little bit different tools in that toolbox. Maybe we're all going to have the same ones. Your crescent wrench just looks a little different than mine. Maybe, maybe uses a hammer or I use it as a hammer and use it for purpose. But everybody's got those tools and we're all using to put together. But next week we're going to talk about the outcomes uh, and all of that. Why we preach, what's the outcome, what, what do we hope happens after we say amen at the end of the service. So that's what we're doing. Hopefully you'll come back for that. Hopefully we've, 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 we've put this together and the tools are good and you want to know what the outcome is supposed to be because that's kind of the desired reason, right? Yeah. And if that doesn't make you want to come back for next week, then know that next week is going to be super short, followed by a full sermon example from Michael live. <laughs> I'm, I, I, I'm feeling a little ill right now. I don't know if I'm going to do that. <laughs> so tune in for only half of that being true. All right. We'll see. <laughs> Fair enough. We'll talk to you later.